This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel Cast. I'm your host, Caitlin Durante. Uh, our other wonderful host, Jamie Loftus, is uh, on her way. Uh, she is stuck in traffic, uh, but it pales in comparison to the story about her being trapped on a Greyhound bus. I will let her share that when she gets here, but we wanted to get started so as not to waste the time of our wonderful guest, Jackie Cation. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I can't wait to hear the bus story. Oh my God, it's terrific. Uh, <laughs> So we are talking about the movie Groundhog Day. Are we talking about the movie Groundhog Day? We are. Could you... Oh, uh, hello over... and welcome to the Bechtel cast. My name is Caitlin Durante. Your host, Jamie Loftus, is on her way. Uh... <laughs> that joke is on the table. You couldn't just leave it there. You got to do that joke over. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Yep. What are you, what are you made of stone? Nobody. <sighs> yeah, so we are here. Uh, the, the What this podcast is about uh, is uh, we talk about the portrayal of female characters in movies. For or against? I'm against women being in movies. I hate them. Right. Dress men up in dresses like Shakespeare did. Why do we bother? Why do we even bother? Women should be in the kitchen, uh, chained to a wall. (laughs) Chained to a wall. (laughs) With just a leash that can get her to the stove, get her to the fridge, and that is it. We shouldn't be allowed to learn to read. And not all the way to the fridge, because then they'll get fat. (laughs) (laughs) So... I one of my I was talking to somebody last night and one of my first ever jokes oh it's lame mm-hmm. um was uh that men belong in the in the kitchen barefoot and erect Ooh, with nice. a with a frisbee on his head so I can put my beer on his head That's uh, very progressive yeah, of you I wasn't love it? it yeah it's uh it's the image doesn't even entirely work cuz you have to then go oh he's kneeling but some people don't go it's such a dumb joke <laughs> But it was a hundred years ago, so it has that sure. advantage that I've written new jokes since then. My early jokes are uh, also not very good. <laughs> Whose are? That, that was we yeah. did a round robin of of our early jokes, and boy, was there some crap being discussed. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Well, uh, but I'm happy to be here, and I love is, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I genuinely. So, yeah, uh, uh, tell us about uh, when you first saw this movie. Well, uh, it came out in what ninety one nine. I think. Uh, that sounds right. Oh, 93. 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, so I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. in 93, and it was a delight. Yes. Because it is, um, who's in it? Who's in, who it's are the Bill people? Murray. Yep. It's, uh, her name is, God, I've already forgotten, uh, uh, Chris Elliott is in it. Oh, Just the on. men. Welcome to the Bechtel past. Yep. <laughs> we can only remember the men's names. It's <laughs> a classic her, problem. Her character's name is Rita. Yep. Uh, I don't know why. It's, oh, Andy McDowell. That's it. It's Andy McDowell. That's right. But I, I couldn't remember either, so I, I, I mock both We both fail the Bechtel test. We both fail the Bechtel <laughs> test. And, uh, but the, yeah, it was yeah Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, and it was... And Dan Aykroyd, 
No. Nope. No, Dan Aykroyd was in something else that year. Uh, he was still working uh, in front of the camera, which sure. is uh, an error. But um, <laughs> the – yeah, and, and Chris Elliott, who – he was one of my favorite characters, that Chris Elliott. Did oh, yeah. he just refer to himself in the third? Did he just call himself just the call talent? Him the talent. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has yes. some great lines. Um, he really does. And But I saw it in the theater, and I think I saw it more than once in the theater, just because it made me laugh to see it again. Mm-hmm. Because it's such... It's, oh, it's so Because that's the joke. Yeah. Yes. I saw it not in the theater. I would have been probably seven years old, but I didn't. I saw it not long after that. Like so you my, saw it early, early years. Yeah, I saw it mid mid nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. on VHS. My grandma had it, and then my mom bought it eventually, and we had it. The reason for that is that uh, I actually grew up very close to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And my mom is from there. So that's why my grandma had it, who is like a very uh, ultra conservative uh, lady, militant Christian woman who I think she this sounds movie like is a probably, fun person to hang out with. Oh, yep. I haven't spoken Grumpy to her Magoo. in about a decade. Yeah, <laughs> so, probably for the best. Um, but yeah, this movie, I'm sure, is a bit lost on her, especially because they make fun of like small town culture in it a lot. <laughs> And uh, she was just like, oh, this movie takes place where I live right now. Oh, how cool. Well, and luckily, though, is it was you have that movie. I grew up the only movies that take place in Wisconsin. There's like freaking Bird on a Wire, which is a I think a Goldie Hawn and uh, the guy who hates Jews, a lethal enforcer, lethal weapon. Oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. There we go. And um, the. Uh, so Mel, it was, and Goldie Hawn screams through the entire movie. And at one point on Bird on a Wire, they have a chase scene through the Chinatown of Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> Let me tell you that that does not exist. <laughs> there is like one place that has a buffet, and that buffet has pudding. Oh, yeah. So uh, that is not. <laughs> uh, but I, I've never I, seen that yeah. movie. Oh, really, Bird? Yeah. You do not need to. That right. is not. Uh, that's not. It. And I like Mel Gibson's movies and Jews mm-hmm. uh, together. Uh, so and apart. And so. Um, but the, yeah, Bird on a Wire is not a movie that anyone needs to see. All right, I shall. I shall not. You know what movie you guys should do though? What's that? Pardon me while I totally weed off. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Private Benjamin? I've also never seen that movie. Saving Private Benjamin. That is actually not the name of the yeah. movie. Uh, Private Benjamin. I wonder about the Bechdel test with Private Benjamin. I only the only thing I know about it is what I remember from like the. Co- like the VHS cover of it because it was always I don't, it was like prominently displayed in the video store mm-hmm. where I grew up and <laughs> I just remember like a woman with blonde, long blondish hair Goldie Hawn is that oh yeah. it's Goldie Hawn I didn't even know I didn't even like I didn't recognize her at the time so I didn't like even make the connection and I think she might be wearing like fatigues and a helmet or something like yeah, that yeah. yeah she's wearing because she uh, she's a socialite Mm-hmm. Much like Overboard, uh, she is a fancy socialite lady, yeah. but who joins the army. And uh, I was going to college when Private Benjamin came out, and my friends and I used to constantly quote the um, "I want to go shopping, I want to go out to lunch, I want to be normal again." All through 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 Basic, mm-hmm. it was essentially Private Benjamin. I think came out. It was like the the um, riding on the back end coattails of Stripes. Got it. So you remember well, another stri- movie I've never seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Stripes may or may not. Parts of it hold up. Mm-hmm. Parts of it do not. <laughs> Harold Ramis, I love you dearly. Yeah. He directed and co-wrote this movie, Groundhog Day. Yes, he did. And he did vital work because this movie is great. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite movies. And it holds up. Yeah, it really does. Uh, although uh, we'll talk about this later on, but there's I have some problems with the ending that I didn't have before, only on this like recent revisit. <laughs> only the third time you saw it this week. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it every day, every day of my life, over and over. I live the same day over and over again. Um, there's other days that you could be reliving over and over again. Great days. Yeah. Great days where you're on a beach somewhere in Tahiti. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've, I well, I'd have to do that first, and then relive right, and then it, relive that. Yeah, <laughs> still haven't done that. Uh, so yeah, uh, you said you watch this movie every year, once a year, right at the end of Christmas. It's the it's the last of uh, my Christmas movies. Oh, nice. I always I, I watch. Uh, it goes from Holiday Inn to Groundhog Day. Holiday Inn is every holiday, mm-hmm. and now it goes Holiday Inn Deadpool, which is every holiday, uh, all the way to. Um, Groundhog Day. Great. And so um, this year was weird because I was traveling so much. I didn't get to watch most of the Christmas movies I got to watch because I 
I'd get home and I would just sleep forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so I haven't actually seen Groundhog Day this year. So I, last time I saw it was one year ago. Oh wow! Well, but but Groundhog Day is coming up. It is. So That's I can, why I can watch we're it. releasing this episode. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're such genius marketing <laughs> people. You guys know how to do it. Oh, you guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't have a Valentine's Day coming up here? Uh, uh, movie? <laughs> well, we were. I think we're going to do Titanic for Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would involve you watching Titanic. Oh, I love, love Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> we talk, we mention it maybe once an episode on this podcast. Well, Jamie it's covered now. Yeah. It's covered now. Uh, really, Titanic. Yeah. You know, there's always, I've always had a um, friend of mine has a great, and he, and he's not, he's, he makes video games. So mm-hmm. if anyone makes this movie, please give all the money to Brian Upton as creator. Uh, but this is the greatest TV show idea <laughs> that I've ever heard based on Titanic. It mm. would be set on the Titanic. It'll yeah. be one hour long, and every episode, the Titanic sinks. And every episode, you follow a different person oh, or family. that's great. Right. And then, uh, much like Groundhog Day, you would see them in the background. Sure. And what you could do is you every scene, uh, every episode could at least have one scene with the band. Right, because the, the, the band they made They tie it. everything all together. They tie everything all together. And you're like, hey, that guy died in the last episode. Hey, that woman lived in the last episode or whatever, right? Yeah. So it would be at least how many people were on the Titanic? A thousand? More? Uh, I think closer to 3,000. That I'm is 3,000 episodes, yeah. you guys, or 300 episodes, right? <laughs> if we're talking couples and families. I would definitely watch... Oh, I think you would. Series. I think you would. But wouldn't it be great? Like, because you, you would follow somebody and you're like, oh, did they, do they live? And you'll find out at the end. Mm-hmm. At the end of every episode, you'd find out whether the people you followed, whether they were dirtbags or they were, you know, hard, hardworking in steerage. Yeah. Whatever they were doing. Oh, that's a great idea. I will give it them is, all my money, which is And zero. Groundhog. Right, right. And, and it's Groundhog Day adjacent mm-hmm. as a topic. Hey, and welcome to the Bechtelcast. This is Caitlin Durante. I'm doing the joke again. We're just re- reliving. <laughs> What's the song? You Do you remember what the song was? Yeah, it's uh, Sonny and Cher, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. There ain't no hill or mountain we can climb. It's important yeah. that I made you sing. <laughs> I <laughs> resent you for it a lot. I have the worst singing voice in the world. Well, and also the worst voice, period. I don't know why anyone listens to this. I hate the sound of my Welcome voice. Welcome to the podcast where Caitlin does not enjoy her own voice. <laughs> no, but I... But feels a need to speak out loud repeatedly Well, I've gone week. back and listened to different episodes and I'm just like, holy crap, I'm the slowest talker in the world. I use so many vocal fillers. I think I say... Okay, so yeah, um, so yeah, that whole bit. Uh, oh, I have been mocked openly for here's the thing. Some I got off stage in Australia one time. Um, yeah, I've been to Australia. Uh, <laughs> asshole, Jackie. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but I got off stage and one of the women, producer women says, 26 times. You said here's the thing 26 times in a 25-minute set. And I was like, wow, that's one more than minutes. And I said, it's a lot of new material. And I say, here's the thing when I'm nervous more oh. than if it's a new joke, I'll swear or say, here's the thing more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because I'm trying to desperately get to the punchline. And so it is filler, though. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm trying. I'm like trying to make be- better habits. I also do this clicking thing with my mouth a lot. I'm trying to get rid of that. Oh, God. So bear with me, audience of the Bechdel We're cast. all growing together. We're growing. It's beautiful. So, so we, so can we talk about the movie without, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, she'll show up and then, and maybe we'll talk about it again again. and that'll be, that'll be funny for all of us. Come on. Um, I, yeah, I grew up, uh, in the area. So this movie was a huge part of my life. Uh, and (laughs) from an early age. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I have seen it probably 25 times and I love it a lot. Uh, we usually start off the discussion by me, to everyone's dismay, giving a recap of the story. Oh, please do. Um, Let me get uh, my soda. Oh, yes. Mm. So <laughs> get your popcorn, everyone. <laughs> uh, and buckle in for Caitlin's famous recaps. Um, we meet Bill Murray. He's a weatherman. Uh, he has to go to Punxsutawney every year for Groundhog Day to cover the uh, story for uh, for that. It's starting off so well so far. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, his producer, this woman named Rita, goes with them as well as like a cameraman, Larry. And they're all there. And he really hates this town. He hates Punxsutawney. He hates this Groundhog Day tradition. Uh, and he gets there and he does it. 
and everything's fine except they can't leave because there's a blizzard so they're stuck there and then the next morning he wakes up and it's the same day over again it's groundhog day again and only he is reliving this day and he relives it over and over and over again and it's really just a story about his sort of personal growth and character arc about how he starts out being this very mean total dick uh cynical selfish guy and he has to learn over the course of the story he falls in love with rita and he has to learn that uh to be able to both get her and then also kind of move on with his life and and not have to live groundhog day over and over again he has to uh like uh grow and become live in the moment live in the moment and he has one day to if you had one day to live what would it be how would you would you go rob would you would you sleep with as many people in that town as you could every again somebody interviewed harold ramus one time and asked him how many days they thought it took the bill murray character Mm -hmm. to grow and harold ramus said it was over a thousand days yeah a thousand times or something like that so that checks out i've heard different numbers i've heard someone's like ten thousand years i'm like no (laughs) way but it's at least long enough for him to master the piano which takes a while and ice sculpting (laughs) sculpture have you seen it okay aristotle has Ugh. not seen Groundhog Go Day. Go outside. Guess what? February 6th. Why don't you explain for our international listeners what Groundhog Day is? is oh, yeah. Is, is, is so many international listeners. Now's the time. Now's Actually, a uh, shout out to my good friend, British Martha, who uh, is in the See, UK. See, you have at least one. <laughs> I have at least one. Um, so, hey, Martha. But uh, <laughs> Yes, explain Groundhog Day to the people. Groundhog Day is a holiday that takes place uh, in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania every year where a literal groundhog, which is a giant rat rodent squirrel thing, uh, <laughs> is pulled out of a ground and he's whether like if he sees his shadow, that means there's going to be six more weeks of winter if he does not right. see his shadow. It's based on this weird old wives tale or old like... I don't know if it's international, if it's worldwide, wherever there are groundhogs. Um, but supposedly it's, it, it is a, a future teller of how much more winters there's going right. to be because of some weird ground squirrel, uh, like as, a, as yeah. Bill Murray would say. <laughs> a clairvoyant rodent knows whether or not there's an early spring happening. Uh, so it's a very dumb holiday. Uh, I grew, like I said, I grew up about 20 miles away from Punxsutawney in a town called Brookville, Pennsylvania. Go Rockets. Go. What was the name of your high school oh, team? It's much more racist than that. We were the Raiders. Okay. And our mascot was like a, an Indian chief, a Native oh, American chief. Uh, you would have thought so. they would have been – I mean, raiders could be anybody, right? It could be, yeah. Like they could it's be pirates or they generic. could be – but they, they went with the, the Native American motif of raider. Yeah. Interesting. And interesting a, life choice on their interesting part. Interesting and racist. Could have been Zorro. Yeah. I, I, uh, I troll them a lot on my high school's Twitter account and they never <laughs> respond. Are you muted, do you think? Maybe. Because you, you're not blocked. I don't even think they understand what they're doing is racist and is maybe that that's what right. it is. Pick a different like what what's the Oakland Raider logo? Isn't that more of a like a piratey kind of uh, thing? Oh, I, I think, think so. Aristotle nodding, but I'm like not any, really knowing either. Their version of Raider is more like the Redskins, where it's like, oh, look at these Raiders and raping and pillager Indians. Right. right. So, yeah, it's very racist, and I don't like that town, and I never go back. But <laughs> I know. So, my sister says that about our town. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you have any nostalgia about this town. Can't you see what this town needs? And I said, What? She said, uh, a, a, a propellant, a match. It was like some sort of like a, like a, like a neat Chicago fire is what oh, she wants sure. it to happen. And she says, it, Can't you see what this town needs? It's like some sort of propellant and a match. Yeah. So, well, I pulled up the election results for Jefferson County, Pennsylvania, which is where both Brookville and Punxsutawney are located. How'd they do? How'd well, they do? Uh, Poorly? 15,000 people slash 77% voted for Trump. Okay. Uh, 15,000 out of the, like, 60,000 who live there? Yeah, I mean, it's very small. Nice. Nice work, Um, everybody in uh, Pennsylvania who's not voting. 3,600 people voted for Clinton, Mm -hmm. and that was only 18%. And And 77% voted for Trump? uh, Yeah. 
Excellent. Exactly. Excellent. It's uh, this is the, those are the same people who are always complaining whenever there's like a riot in a poor neighborhood. They're like they're breaking their own stuff, and I'm like, you're breaking America. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because you've got a temper tantrum because you, uh, you're not being handed twenties under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, grow up. Right. So. What were we talking about? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. There <laughs> you go. Let's move forward. So that town is it? it d- does it look like the town in the movie? It actually like, did does. They do a nice job. They with- don't shoot on location. I think they shot in uh, like different small towns in Illinois. I want to say. Okay. Um, I think they got a few like establishing shots actually in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. As but, well, um, but uh, it's mostly not shot there. Um, but it does resemble it quite a bit. Um, my dentist was in Punxsy. That's what we call it. Punxsy. Punxsy. Yep. Nice. That's what the cool kids call yep. Punxsutawney. <laughs> so I went there a couple times a I'll year to I'll be calling it Punxsy from yeah, now Punxy. on. Yeah, Punxsy. That's what the locals call it. Um, so, we, so then we jump into a discussion about uh, who the characters are. Uh, we've got... Rita is the main female character played Andy by McDowell. Andy McDowell, whose name we now know. Now we know it. Now we know. And I can forget it later, yeah. sadly. <laughs> we So she uh, is pretty much the only primary female character. And then we have a few like secondary ones, which are uh, Mrs. Lancaster. She runs the bed and breakfast. Oh, right. Yeah. We have her. We have Nancy, who is the woman that... Uh, Phil Connors, a.k.a. Pretends. Bill Murray, like, kind of seduces in a very manipulative way by being like, hey, who's your English teacher? Who was, uh, where'd you go to high school? Yeah, he, sp- he spends a week asking her backstory and then pretending to go to high school with her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very manipulative, <laughs> but, uh, and it doesn't end up working. They, like, make out a little bit, but then, oh, no. actually, I don't know if they have no, sex. No, no, they have not. sex because oh. she makes uh, squirrel noises oh, when she has, right. yeah, yeah, when she has an orgasm, which means that he does care about the enjoyment of his partner in the sack. I suppose that is so. important. <laughs> Good. That's the only redeeming quality of Bill Murray at this point in that yeah. character. Uh, there's her. Uh, there's the his piano teacher who gets not very much screen time, and that's and then uh, like the waitress at the diner that they. Oh I right, right. The tall Doris. lady, who wa- Doris, who wants to go to Paris. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then uh, we have Phil Connors, aka Bill Murray, is our, our leading man, and then the other sort of secondary male characters are Larry, uh, aka Chris Elliott, the camera guy, mm-hmm. Ned Ryerson, Ned Ryerson, Ned the nose, needle nose Ned, <laughs> yep. Ned the head, Ned the head. <laughs> uh, also Buster Green and the, his like other Groundhog Day cronies, all those guys who wear the tuxes and pull the groundhog out of the ground and stuff. Oh right. Um, so it's a I like those small two. Cast. I like those two drunks from the bowling alley. Oh. One of them uh, is played by Rick Overton, who I had the pleasure of doing a show with recently. Wait, is that Rick Overton? Yeah, the guy who plays Ralph, who wants the flapjacks. Yeah, yeah, that's Rick Overton. Well, didn't it, didn't? You, nope, <laughs> nope. I I whenever I see Rick Overton, all I can think of is Willow. Oh, anyway, I didn't uh, see that either. You never saw Willow. Never saw. Willow. Use the wand, Willow. <laughs> Willow, use the wand. Anyway, uh, it's essentially um, Lord of the Rings. Um, done correctly oh, in an hour and a sounds, half because it's, yeah, it's just it's Ron Howard. Ron Howard directed it, yeah. and it's craptastic sword and sorcery. Uh, it's it's the it's a it's a sort of a Princess Bride, but hey, listen to that episode of the Bechtel cast, everyone <laughs> with Princess Bride. Yeah, we did. Oh, it. you did one. Yeah, Mike you, Kaplan was our guest. You might like Willow because I'll tell you something. It does pass the Bechtel test. Mm-hmm. Willow does. Uh, cool. That's interesting. Or does it? No, maybe not. Most movies don't. Most movies don't. And if they do, they do it like very half-assedly. Right. All of a sudden they're talking about lunch or something. Right. right? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, fair enough. Uh, I have been recommended uh, Willow, though. I think I would like it based on I what own Willow. Told me. Oh, yeah. People, um, what, what, when Lord of the Rings came out, I was un... Popular p- p- opinion was that Lord of the Rings was a very, very long version of Willow because mm-hmm. people hate Willow and uh, they're wrong, by the mm. way. Uh, Willow <laughs> is a delight and uh, the Lord of the Rings is beautiful, but way too long. It's nine hours long. It's nine hours long and doesn't stay true to the book. So you have to pretend you haven't read the book mm. to enjoy Lord of the Rings. I do which... enjoy Lord of the Rings, but I also have not uh, read, the, read book? the book. Right. As, as an action movie. It is excellent. Mm-hmm. A little long, but excellent. Yeah. And as a person who's read the book, 
uh, it's a different movie. <laughs> it's a different movie than the book. And uh-huh. you're like, I see what you're doing here. Same with The Hobbit. Yeah. So, oh, which, The Hobbit, I can't get behind at all. Oh, I, I actually the uh, the the movie trilogy that they adapted from long. a chapter book for kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, something that was eight chapters, uh, they turned into three movies, and yeah. then the last one. It was a little brutal. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't care for any of them, really. But, um... <laughs> and because it's Tolkien, doesn't even have a shot at the Bechdel test. Oh, of course not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we have... So those are our characters. Uh, so I guess we focus on Rita, who... Yep. I I like Rita. I don't necessarily like Andy McDowell that much. Uh, and I think I'm basing this on the fact that I hated... Four Weddings and a Funeral so much. Oh, yeah, that, Four, that I, was not my movie of choice either. But, uh, Is that I, Hugh Grant? I, yeah, yeah, I think. I can't, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah. I like her and I like her character in this uh, movie because she's pretty much the only character who's not depicted as being a total fuddy-duddy. Apart from uh, Bill Murray. Watch your language. What do you mean by fuddy-duddy? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a, a baffling, bumbling buffoon. Ooh, alliteration, baby. Oh, like an idiot. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because almost everyone Why, else is. Why, is that not what a fuddy-duddy is? What's a fuddy-duddy? Did I, I use more, it wrong? Uh, yeah, I think a fuddy-duddy is more stuffy. Oh. Is, is more pompous and kind okay. of self-righteous and fuddy-duddy. Then I don't know what words are. <laughs> <laughs> but you very easily could be right and I could be wrong. But I will say this, is that she is not an idiot. Yeah. I will say that. She – the – Every other character is kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Even the gay waiter. Yeah. He, he's the only he's he literally the seems guy like who has this, one line. He has one line. He seems to be the smartest second person in that movie. He did go to Penn State. Hey baby, I went to Penn State too. <laughs> right. So now that I think about it, he is genuinely the second smartest person in that cast. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, she's She's like a she's skeptic. Smart. She's smart. She doesn't like take anyone's shit. She doesn't take anyone's shit, but she has compassion. Mm-hmm. And she she's like, no, I'm not going to be mean for the sake of being mean, but you also cannot be mean to me. Yeah. So uh, she's like a person. Right. Everybody else is a little bit of a caricature. Yeah. yeah, totally. And he's a disaster. The 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 Phil. Phil Connors. Phil Connors character. That mm-hmm. guy is a. Um, he deserves ten thousand days of. He. That's waking how much up time he needs to like not ter- be to an learn asshole how anymore. To not be an asshole. Yeah, she kind of nails it on the first day, and she and he's just like, well, I don't know how to be a person in <laughs> a the person. world. <laughs> um. So yeah, I didn't necessarily like pay that much attention to her character before the these like uh, this rewatch, but um. She's uh she's good at her job too. I mean, she's competent producer. Uh she in she's just a, a strong smart. You could kind of like who wrote it? It wasn't Harold Ramis who wrote it, uh, was it? Danny Rubin. Okay. It's like story and then he has a a written by credit as well. Okay, yeah. Cuz whoever like whenever you watch a movie that's written and the and the main woman character is sort of sane and not shrill mm-hmm. or just, I mean, she was like she she just seemed super competent, mm-hmm. and yet still attractive, and still you know all, and then and Bill Murray making cracks about how well you want to be with me, you know, you just I mean that's that's what women have to deal with in the workplace where yeah. you're just like oh the hilarity, the hilarity of we're trying to get some work done over here. Why do you yeah. have to mention the fact that we're never going to have sex? Yeah, that's so that's what kind of bugged me about this movie on this uh, rewatch about specifically the end, because if you think about it, they spend as far as she knows until the very last scene, they spend two days together. It's a bunch of different days for him on uh, groundhog day, February. He gets to know her, but she's still every single day that they see each other is far as she's concerned. Yeah, it's pretty because they, they spend a day there's day one where they leave Pittsburgh and drive to Punxsutawney there's day two where they wake up and do the weather broadcast thing. <laughs> and then so it's that second day where they spend most of the time. To each, but by the end, he's like, I love you. I'm happy. This is the happiest I've ever been. And she's like, I think I'm happy, too. And they, she like totally bought like you right. met him yesterday. <laughs> still, <laughs> Yeah, he has spent all this time falling in love with you and getting to know you. But still, you 
didn't know this guy from Adam right, the, yesterday. It's, and it's, he's a, telling, it's a clear sign that every – and this isn't just women, but I think it is a clear sign that people are just drawn to the fact that like, oh my god, this person loves everything about me. Mm-hmm. I love me and look how interested they are in me. <laughs> and so it doesn't actually bode well for her personality either or her no, character. not especially. Mm. But – well, they show it, it – he tries that earlier. He Like she's in his bed and breakfast room. He's like, I've got ice cream on the windowsill. I love you. And she's like, you love me? You don't even know me. And then she slaps him in the face and leaves. It happens again later in the movie. This time it works because he's like, I love you. And she's like, yeah, okay, let's okay, I'll stay yeah, the let's night live with here. you. Yeah, and, let's, yeah. let's live in Punxy. That's the, like <laughs> that, one of the last lines in the movie. Which is the knife in your heart. Uh, uh, oh, so. hey, guess who's here? It's Hello, Jamie welcome. Loftus. Hello. Good to see you. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hello. Yeah. We've been talking about Groundhog Day. Oh, I thought Hello, and welcome to the Bechtel cast. A oh, twist. Boy. This is. Yeah. It's like we've actually just been shooting the shit for. Oh, for we a have while. done some of that. We, we pretty was... much just got into talking about Rita. Oh, Rita. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love, I love Rita. Rita's pretty good, right? Yeah. I was having like a lot of Groundhog Day style thoughts on the way over here. Just like, what, what could I have done differently? What? <laughs> If you but had, if you had, had a thousand relive. days, yeah. to learn to play the piano and ice sculpt, and I love the choices French poetry. He makes. Yes, <laughs> He's like you know what, these are the things that I've been wanting to do this whole time. But they weren't the things he wanted to do. That's they were true. the things Rita want, wanted true. for him, or like wanted yeah. out of a man, and then he just sort of molded himself into that. That's true. Talk about a dream. I was a like, dream come yeah. true, ladies. I was like, see, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> just having a man change everything about himself to <laughs> obey your time. every whim. <laughs> Take all the time you need. <laughs> Text me when you're great at all my interests. <laughs> We were just talking about <laughs> yeah. how interested he was in her and how much we love that when someone is interested oh, in us. Mm-hmm. My gosh, I love it. See, I have the more like uh, Groucho Marx approach to romance where I'm like, oh, you like me? You want to be my boyfriend? I would never want to be a boyfriend with someone who would want me as a girlfriend. Oh, and then mm-hmm. you stomp away. Yeah. That'll yeah. show him. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't show anybody anything. Let men then be nice to you. Then you're just gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so wait, what were you thinking about on the way over here? Oh, from- just different ways that that uh, didn't ha- that couldn't have happened. Right, because you were uh, your car's in the shop, and you had to take. a... Well, no, I ended up uh, I ended up arguing my way back into getting my car. Oh, back good. today because there I, I went to get an oil change, and they're like, actually, everything is wrong with it. <laughs> I was like, well, in that case, I'll just take it back, <laughs> and then I and then I was waiting. And then the mechanic was like, do you want to, what are you doing tonight? I was like, I'm going to be in my car far away from here. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, well, that, that seemed, that's interesting. The the mechanic asked you out. out? Yeah. (gasps) Okay. It was a very smooth transition from me being very frustrated that he still had my car. (laughs) Just like, maybe just stay forever. Right. Like Mm -hmm. Punxsutawney. Yeah, you got, Mm -hmm. maybe you were going to move to... It, would you want, maybe you lease first? It was a yeah. Very, yeah. Mm. What you could have said when he was like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" You could be like, "You could still steal uh, Bill Murray's line and just be like something else." That's what he oh, says to Ned Ryerson. So smooth. <laughs> yeah, uh, something else. I would love bit. to have the confidence to actually flat out say that to someone. Just like I don't want to. I don't want you. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hang out. Mm-mm. Instead, it's like let me just be quiet. You'll for get a couple there. Months. You, if I am silent, you will eventually go away. Exactly. <laughs> Except the people who don't leave when you're silent, those are the scary ones. Yeah, that's they're, terrifying. They're like, I can wait. Yeah, you got to use your words. Mm-hmm. It's a confrontation is super scary, but eventually mm-hmm. you just have to go, I need a raise. And Oof. and then they look at you. And the first time I ever asked for a raise, my boss said, you're not good at this at all. And I said, uh, this first time I'm doing it. It doesn't matter if I'm good at it or not. Uh, I need a raise. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Wow. And I said, "Yeah. So, what do you? How, how should I have asked? And can I have a race? Yeah. And he was, did you get it? I did. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. You just, uh, you just, I powered through, is what I'm telling you. Uh, at I, the age of 19, I did. I did that once uh, last year. I won't say the name of the employer, but I think you know who mm. it is. I went Disney. In. It was, it was, I used to be the CEO of Disney. Roy Disney. You asked Roy Disney. You said, I'm going to need a golden parachute. Yeah. And then I, I went in and I was like, hey, I think that maybe I should get enough money to 
pay, pay for the place I live in. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't make any eye contact. And I was like, maybe, you know, this is going to sound crazy. And then he looked at, he made eye contact with me and he was like, Jamie, come on. <laughs> and I was like, but here's the thing. I would love to have a home. And he, <laughs> yeah. and, and he was like, mm, uh, We'll discuss it, and then uh, later on, I, I got like a Starbucks gift card. It didn't work. Oh, oh it did not work. It did not work. But the thing is, is you you took the the first step. I the, did because the, the next time you go in, make eye contact mm-hmm. as hard as it goes, and goes. I and 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 if and because when he said "come on," he was essentially saying what my T-shirt boss was saying, which was "you're not good at this at all." And <laughs> yeah. you're like, just go, yeah. I don't have to be good at it. We're doing this. <laughs> right. The the conversation has begun. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're not going to talk about it. We're talking about just it. need to summon the strength for a follow-up question. Or an ultimatum. You yeah. Know? I mean, oh. that's the... I mean, that's... Ultimatums are the worst. I, I'm so terrible at ultimatums. Yeah. Because I don't want to follow through with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. What, what do you mean, no? I guess I said I would leave. This I'm could end so poorly yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm going to need another job before I say I'm going to leave. <laughs> We were okay, talking. I'm to, yeah, I'm sorry to just. Uh, no, just I'm so happy to have you here. I'm glad um, I'm here. We were talking about how uh, partway into the movie, um, Phil Connors is like, Rita, I love you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not falling. You, you creep. How could you love me? You don't even know who I am. Blah, blah, blah. Did you ask, call my friends and ask them what I like? You weirdo. And I would argue that that's kind of weird too, though, to call someone's friends and be like, hey, that is weird, but that that's is, not what And that's what she called him on. Right. But then just an hour later, or 10,000 days later, <laughs> yeah. uh, Time's a he's like, I love you. And she's like, aww. And she believes him this time. Because, yeah. yes, that's, he Kate, is that's a, Caitlin's problem. He is a better oh. person now. Well, not even that she be- Well, I mean, again, she met him the day before. But she did watch him do like crazy ass like people coming up and he's got wrestling tickets for the yeah, couple yeah. and he played the piano really well. Right. And- See, I don't know the 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 rules of this movie and like how the world works are pretty vague. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In theory we're getting the same uh, Rita every day with the same approach to everything, but I could see myself on certain days uh, being told that by an almost complete stranger and being like, "Gross, I hate it." And then other on other days, days being be like, like, "You know what? Nice, That's nice." Yeah. Like yes. it just depends what mood you catch me. <laughs> on. Interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm just so cynical that. I'm and the pitch. Like, yeah, yeah, you got exact. Yeah, and, delivery. And, yeah, his, his he delivery. does change it up uh, quite drastically. Amount. What do you guys think about the injustice of the fact that he learns how to play the piano super well for just a thousand dollars? Like he yeah. get, every day he gives that woman that thousand dollars, and then at the end of those ten thousand days, he's an amazing pianist. And oh. at the next, the, when he breaks the curse, he should definitely give her like at Some least five money. or six more grand. Yeah. yeah, just even though she won't know. Mm. She'll yeah. never know. She's like, sunk a this? ton of time into it. Yeah, she yeah. has no idea though. She's an amazing teacher. This is his first lesson. What? Yeah, he has a gift. Yeah, I wish yeah. I learned to play the piano. Me too. Yeah. Oh, you learned the what was it? The elbow. Yeah, I've got my elbow in my car right now. Oh no, kidding! I just good keep it there just in case. It's a real never good know. embouchure. It's, oh, it's, a, it's a great embouchure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got those t- double reed thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played a clarinet. Poorly, poorly. Oh, I also yeah. played the clarinet. Yeah, and then trumpet when I wanted to be a marching band, oh, and there were too oh. many clarinetists. <laughs> and uh, I was like, trumpet's another, shinier anyway. Another so. tricky embouchure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you mix it up. Mm-hmm. Mix it up. My sister loved the French horn. She played the French <gasps> horn. She was a violinist, though. French. She went violin, viola, and then she went French horn and, then went and French trombone. Horn. I love that. And she liked all of the instruments I played. Including her mm. own instruments, so <laughs> she was. I hid in a book. She hid in a pile of instruments in, a, <laughs> in our childhood, which is a more which is a more effective hiding. Uh, it's louder. Place. Yeah, uh, hers is a lot louder. Yeah. I, it's, I, I always think about my parents allowing, uh, encouraging us to have instruments. Mm. Anyone who'd encourage their child to learn violin, you're like, you got a year and a half of. Yeah, oh. and you're paying for that, and you're paying, <laughs> you're paying for, for that to happen. It, it feels like good parenting in retrospect. Yeah, it's like that's someone who cares. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like someone who's more patient than I am. They're volunteer. Yeah, I never practiced my oboe, and I think my parents were like kind of grateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what? There's no way this ends well. So, but yeah. music, 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 the gift of music. Yeah, and if you're a man and you play music. You're gonna get all the chicks because chicks love a music, especially if you play the oboe. Yeah. Especially, let me Dudes say, do you play oboe? 
uh, they get a ton of ass. It's wild. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was just me and, and, and two other very quiet girls who played the oboe. <laughs> right. You will date. You will find a nice – if you like a nice quiet girl, mm-hmm. play the oboe, young man. Just, yeah, you'll you'll be sitting right next to them and mm-hmm. they will be sweating. <laughs> They will also need action. Yes. Everybody <laughs> needs love. They're very horny and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Quietly wanting. Yep. <laughs> A little bit sinister, too. Um, Go ahead, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bechtel cast. I'm your host, Caitlin Durante. I keep doing this joke over and over there is again. A, love this bit. Everyone. It's a hot bit. Hot bit. Uh, what was I saying? Should um, I have said yes to that mechanic? Now, no. now I'm having okay. Why okay. not? Well, it's, see, you could have met him somewhere for coffee or something. That's true. He and, was being so nice, when, and I was just like, eh, "But what? I gotta go. I gotta go." Yeah. You could have just said, "Well, you seem nice. We could meet for coffee and give him your email address, yeah, instead of your phone number." Oh, and then you could. It could be less. I'll see him tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh. but do you want to go inside Sears? Hang out there? <laughs> Inside, there's, there's got to be a Starbucks right by Sears that you can. Yeah, meet yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like an internet date, but in real life. I don't understand. Yeah, what's happened Wait here a is a gentleman who has seen you alive walking around has uh-huh. said, "Oh, I like whatever this is." That sounds perverted. It does seem <laughs> a little weird at this date, late date. But you could at least talk to him for an hour. It's true, and it's then true. you could find out. You're like, mm, yeah, this didn't work. But I bet I would get a discount on my car. Oh, well, well it's also true. a business-minded move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting, interesting life choice. Yeah, <laughs> you well, could find a coupon, a Sears <gasps> coupon. Groundhog Day. I <laughs> want this to just keep playing over every day. This is the day that I want. Oh, this is the day when she gets hit on. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day she goes and, and strong arms her way out of the Sears. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. want that for you every day. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and look time. how evolved I am. I didn't even need, like, I want something for someone else. I don't even want something for myself. That's that so is nice. Great. Yeah. You're welcome. That's so everyone. great. Now I'm not going to be put off when you say that you love me. Oh, Jamie, I love you. Oh, did that? Aww, did that weird you out? That's nice. Did you just? Did you just give someone wrestling tickets? If so, that's yeah, nice. right. And then you the Heimlich maneuvered a dude. Uh-huh. I would. It would be hard for me to tell someone who had just done a series of pretty kind things Selfless. to like fuck off. Yeah, you know. Sure. Even you if I wasn't a boy interested, who's falling out of a tree? He does. Yeah, he, she doesn't know about that one though. She doesn't. She's not even. She doesn't there. know about she the. Even, that's the. Like the sexiest one. (laughs) Well, and then the old guy with the soup. Oh, yeah. He he tried to save that guy's life. He tried and there was like, as people die sometimes, he's like, not today. Not not this day that I have to relive over and over again. (laughs) Uh, I will say a few things. Having grown up very close to Punksy, Punksy Mm. PA, Mm. uh, this movie I think has more black people in it than the actual town of Punxsutawney. There well, is an extremely yeah to- totally, but no speaking parts. They no the the woman the nurse or oh the nurse maybe at the she's hospital a doctor. I don't know why I need the to hospital people. Yeah, one of those okay. is a black woman. The bartender at uh, right. the hotel I think right. is a black man. Okay. Oh, good. He says some stuff. I mean, it was nice that they got the. I mean, that's what I do like about Harold Ramis is that he does pepper all of his movies with a lot of characters yeah. so that everybody gets some work. He's like, everyone needs to make scale this year. See if I can help 20 people make scale. Mm-hmm. Make a, He's what, doing his part. He, yeah, He's he really did. Part. I've never, so you've been to Punxsutawney. Oh, yeah. Is I uh, grew up 20 miles away from there. Is it fun? No. Okay. It's a shithole. Just check. Right. <laughs> she said it's just a pile of Trump supporters. Oh, yeah, like no. in a file? In Hopefully. a pile. Like a little Jenga? It'd be nice because then we could get a propellant. Yeah. Or and just like possibly a wrecking a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my dentist was there, so I had to go there. You have good teeth. Get, thank you yeah. so You did a nice job. Nice job. Yeah. You did well by Punxsutawney. Um, Punxy? Punxy is what, Punxy. They, what they call it. We already talked about Titanic today. 
Jackie and I. Right, because that's going to be your next one. We did not mention anything about steampunk, which is the other thing that get mentioned. Well, I was was struggling to find steampunk. There's no steampunk imagery in this movie. Which is the mark of a great movie. Yeah. No steampunk. So there was no giant typewriter? (laughs) Or possibly a dirigible uh, with somebody wearing a bustle? Uh, (laughs) Just gears, just a pile of gears in the. I have an Amelia Air hat that I bought uh, at. Really? Uh, California Adventure. Yeah. Oh, it's, see, uh, that's, that's the right place to get it, though. I, I saw, oh, I was in San Francisco over the weekend, and I was triggered by <laughs> the most flagrant display of steampunk culture I'd ever seen. It was like this this street performer, and people were loving it. It was awful. <laughs> he was like, he had these stilts that he'd made out of, like, accordions and he was wearing like two suede vests and <laughs> and singing like a song and had all these coins that weren't American currency <laughs> it was horrible oh, I'm so sorry. it was I got I would got genuinely upset and like circled back around the block and I was like he's still there people are still loving his work I hate it <laughs> I'm sorry. What, so, what is your love? You have love of steampunk. You have uh, uh, your steampunk snobs. What's happening no. here? Deeply triggered by steampunk culture. I didn't it, know what it was it. until it, I started it. doing this podcast. And, and Jamie now, talked about it every time. time. And and and, and you Jamie have been poisoned. I'm poisoned. poisoned. By I, now I just That's by proxy true. hate steampunk. Culture. You've never. I mean, you have never given it a chance. I went to a steampunk festival once. Sure, I've been to and almost all conventions like Comic Cony kind of stuff. By yeah, there's. A steampunk convention. Yeah, yeah, because people love to wear uh, layers of, of fake velvet. Yeah. And uh, God love them. There's Makes a them feel good. No, you don't. Here's a book you should never read. Uh, the Finishing School, a young adult series by a woman by the name of Gail Carriger. G-A-R-R. It's spelled like Carriger. Okay. And uh, it's, it's literally everything. It's like she's taken all the things and put them in a blender and go, will this sell? Yes, it will. And uh, I, it's... Gail. Gail, it's the finishing school series, and there are it's a it's a steampunk world okay. where there are vampires and werewolves, oh. and yes, <laughs> and get this. So I read the first one, and I had interviewed her for the Dork Forest, my other oh, okay. podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I said the thing that people have said to me about stand-up comedy, and it isn't cool. And she took it very well, as I have taken it from others. I said mm-hmm. this is better written than it has to be. Yeah, because it could have been poorly written and it would also have sold. Hmm. But it's actually very well written. Oh, and man. well, and the finishing school series is better than the adult. There's an adult series set in the same world. Okay, uh, I like the young adults world. It has better uh, plot points so far. Okay, uh, and there's only four books, and it's um, it's lovely. It's and good. but you you would hate it. I would. So I, I those, would probably if hate anybody's it. fighting the good fight out in uh, Bechdel land, <laughs> yeah, who. <laughs> Wants to like steampunk against your wishes. I would love to really spar with someone who felt strongly about steampunk culture. I would want to watch that. I I would love to do it. I wait. I had another steampunk thought. I'll I'll remember it. If if the dork forest were about what you hated, I would have you on to talk <laughs> just, about steampunk. Just to take them down. Oh, I had an idea, but I don't think that'll never execute. So I don't mind saying it. I wanted to start uh, when, when I do stand up. Start just ha- just have like a zip tie or two in my back pocket. Yeah, and then if I see someone in the audience who's wearing steampunk culture style clothing just call them up and and place them under citizen's arrest and make them just you could be the citizen's arrest comic yeah it's like everyone needs to find their thing (laughs) i think i'm really fine in my voice where i keep placing people under arrest (laughs) have you ever been placed under citizen's arrest no i saw the manager of a bookstore i worked at attempt to place someone out of under citizen's arrest and fail to do what was the crime uh, putting records down his pants yeah yeah. Wait, you don't have to citizens arrest that person. You can arrest. You can call a cop and arrest arrest that person. Right, but I guess he called the cops and they were like, "We're not, you know, it's we're not be. coming." Yeah, and the guy <laughs> seemed like he knew, like, or, like they were far away or whatever, and <laughs> and so my my boss was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna do it." And he took a zip tie from the desk and went over and was like, "Sir, I'm placing you under citizens arrest." <laughs> and long story short, the guy kind of just took the records out of his pants and left. Hey, it worked, yeah. I guess. Well, at least he didn't. <laughs> I got uh, some uh, a homeless gentleman uh, tried to place me under citizen's arrest. Whoa! Uh, place me under. I wasn't doing. I was ringing a doorbell outside uh, <laughs> of. Uh, there was a kitty corner from the Hollywood One Hundred and One Diner. I don't know if on uh-huh. Franklin. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm. Um, there's a very. There was 
a woman that I was in an acting class with who I was going to meet, and I was ringing the bell for her, and she answered, and there was a homeless guy who had been following me for a little bit, mm-hmm. and he came up and he was like, uh, let me in when she lets you in. And I said, no. No, that's <laughs> I, I, I'm very sorry. I can't do that. Reasonable. And, yeah. uh, and then he started yelling at me, and then he started yelling, citizen's arrest, citizen's arrest. And then the the person from my acting class answered. She was like, hey, Jackie, is that you? Should I let you up? And I said, don't do it. Giant man, giant man standing next to me who will come in next to me. Yeah. And she was like, what? And then she went away and I thought, oh, that was my only lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have I done? And then all of a sudden, the sort of the door guy comes to the door. Oh, and that, okay. the, and so she called downstairs and talked to, like, I don't know, a real person who was like, sir, you can't. Mm-hmm. That would have been glad everyone was safe. Yeah, yeah, and then I and then I wasn't killed, you guys. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that would have been truly selfless if you had been killed. You're like, I saved my friend. I saved my friend. (laughs) I said, no, you're not going to want to let us both in. You're just going to want me down together. Right, just on on the on the camera, you can watch me be killed (laughs) by this guy. But I wasn't. So it was. Speaking of being killed, Bill Murray kills himself a bunch of times in this movie. Sorry, I'm just trying to get no. Please, please do. (laughs) How crazy is that? Yeah. And, and and the thing is, is the first time he did it, right, on the train track, mm. you think to yourself, oh, he's genuinely, he, he's been driven mad by this well, yeah, day. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how, how early on, relatively in like the 1000, like that, that happened. How quickly he gave up. Yeah, like he gave up. I mean, I, I guess that if you really feel like there's no other option and he doesn't know that within, you know, 80 minutes... His ordeal will be over. <laughs> yeah. You might be driven to that, but I was—I the first time I saw it too, I was like, "Whoa, that's kind of fast." But well, he—that he's still at this like very, you know, self-loathing, cynical, asshole very stage in his guy. life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes him much longer for him to realize that there's more to life than just. Hating yourself and everything around you, like pianos and sculptures. Yeah. Does Rita ever even talk to another woman? Uh, there, um, it does pass she the test does, technically. There's, it's, it's another, it's another one of those by the skin of its teeth yeah. kind of passes. Well, because there's there's five different women in the cast total, right? If you include the doctor nurse lady, right? Um, but uh, they don't really interact with each other at all. Right? No, no, barely. There's a scene where um, Phil and Rita are in the diner, and Doris, the server, comes up, and she's like, "More coffee, hun?" And she's like, "And Rita's like, oh yes, please, or no, just the check." And then she's like, "These sticky buns are heaven." She's oh, so like, they talk they? about food. They talk about food, and it technically passes. Those are my least favorite passes because uh, that's like the stock like what is the least you could possibly yeah. do how how few words can we say to each other to get these like, women to pass these the sticky test? buns are heaven that's a fun flourish but yeah. that's like the least you could do <laughs> right that's- i you know i always wanted there to be in the last avengers movie uh the their uh tony stark's girlfriend mm-hmm. and um and Thor's girlfriend are not at this big party. And that's played by um, Gwyneth Paltrow and um, uh, Amidala. What's oh, Natalie, Natalie, Natalie Portman? Yeah. yeah. So um, neither of them could obviously be afforded in this gajillion dollar thing. So <laughs> neither of them are at this meeting. Yeah. And Marvel has been doing these one shots, these short things. It would be just awesome if during that party... They did a one shot where the two of them were, they could just call it the Bechtel test, where the two of them were at dinner going, hey, are you going to that party? No, well, let's go out to dinner. And then they went out to dinner and talked about science. That would have been and great. And business, yeah. because they're, they're like the brains and, and, and uh, behind those totally. two guys. Could yeah. Have just, yeah, gone to a diner and been like, women in STEM. <laughs> let's talk about it. But they never made that one nope, shot. They, they didn't. didn't. They have dropped the ball. They have missed and they've left money on the table. And that's the only thing they've ever done wrong. <laughs> Everything else was great. Everything else, they nailed it. Stuck the landing. Yeah. Let me look through my notes and see what the other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, at first, I was like, oh, man, he just keeps being a dick to all these poor uh, small town lady characters. Mm-hmm. But he actually treats the men and women pretty it's equally pretty shitty. Pretty bad to everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's just a genuinely bad person. Mm-hmm. He does call uh, his, like, co-anchor or whatever at the very beginning hairdo. He's like, all right, hairdo, for your information. Oh, does he call him a hairdo? Because I use the two. Oh, calls her, calls her calls a hairdo. Her, yeah. 
Okay. And I was like, that's mean. Is he calling the guys cucks? Is that, did he invent that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so it took me so long to figure out just by hearing that word in context what it actually meant. I never got it, it in took, context. I had to actually look it up and I was like, oh, I see what you've done. It still doesn't make any sense. Why, Whatever. Why does everybody like to say it now? It makes me sad. I learned what cuckolding was when I watched a documentary about birds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so hilarious. You're, I hate because your life is so that exciting. <laughs> that's why. You know what? I'm going to do tonight. <laughs> it was narrated by Richard Attenborough, <laughs> or is it David Attenborough? I get them confused. Oh. So does their mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a good documentary. It's called Life of Birds. Life Moving of Birds. On, on Netflix. There's a scene that kind of upset me where it's toward the end at the like bachelor auction at the Groundhog. Yes. Dinner. Yeah. And uh, Chris Elliott is up for being auctioned off, and no one wants him except those like old ladies. And she's like twenty five cents. And then he looks to see who won him, and mm-hmm. it's an old lady. And he's like, "Oh, gross!" Because you know, <laughs> old ladies, women past a certain age are disgusting. Right, right. Yeah. So that was a little upsetting. I have ribbon candy in my in my vagina now. There. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's just old cobwebs and doilies. <laughs> That's like instead of counting rings, you're just like, well, what kind of novelty items are in her vagina? My vagina is full Were of ribbon Why isn't that the name of my next album? My vagina is full of ribbon candy. <laughs> it's just a party bag. Oh, man. I'm going to get off topic again, but there's a, a joke in Arrested Development where they're talking about a cabin, an old cabin, and Job or someone's like, who would want to go into that musty old claptrap? And they think they think they're talking about Lucille, yeah. and he's like, oh, the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, there's another scene where toward again toward the end, uh, uh, Rita is in bed with Phil, and she's like falling asleep, and he's like, it's okay, you can fall asleep. I won't touch you much and it's pretty rapey (laughs) really funny here's the weird thing about rapey comments like that it's it's the weird like when okay i'm all married right i got a fella it's all nice uh so we were dating and then he saw me do a show and he showed up i was i was doing a a run-through i have no idea why he came to a run-through of my solo show in 2003 Oh, he liked you because he liked me, and yeah. it was this, and it was, um, it was the, it was a half hour, and it was the second part of a, a, a three part solo show I was working on, and in two thousand three, that's when, that's when one person shows were getting really brutal. Everybody had cancer, and they were poignant, uh, but mine was not. But mm-hmm. it, but this was the first draft, so it was a little more poignant than funny, and so he saw this first draft kind of situation, and then. He shows up an hour later after, like he, you know, essentially, we had drove separately, and then so he shows up at my apartment, uh, like an hour later, and he knocks on the door, and he goes, "I thought I would just leave these flowers, and then I thought that's weird. Is it weird that I've shown up with the flowers in hand? What? I just, I, I would love the show." And you were great, and and then he gave me these flowers, and I was like, mm-hmm. "That is so beautiful." But if I didn't like him, I would have thought it was creepy. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a fine line between. Right. Well, it, you have to sort of and and how is how is a person to know to some extent? Like if you like a guy, and you're like, I'm willing to drive drunk for you, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay. That's the yardstick. <laughs> it's a, that's what was my yardstick, sadly. <laughs> but I mean, you. But so I think. She liked him enough that that was – it sounds rapey. Yeah. Except for that she liked him enough. Sure. That she was like, it's, oh, he's, I'm sure he's not going to touch me. Yeah, he's joke. not really going to be weird and, and start yeah. poking at my bits Yeah, just because mm-hmm. I'm asleep. Because I – that, first of all, would wake her. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I thought it was midnight. Shows Remember that? Basic, oh, yeah. Uh, like basic lack of understanding of not just the female body, but bodies in general. Because <laughs> whenever you poke anybody when they're sleeping, they're going to jolt. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to wake that person up. Oh. So real fast, uh, it does pass the Bechtel test. There's a couple other scenes where it's, again, super bare minimum. Like mm. the scene where the three old women are in a, the car and they get a flat tire. Oh. And they're like, you totaled it. Oh, it's an earthquake. Whenever he starts like. Uh, but then that thing ends with them talking about, about him. him. Yep. So it so. like passes for a second and then doesn't pass anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then a few scenes where like Phil introduces Rita to someone, another woman, and they say hi to each other. <laughs> 
it lasts for That's... a half a second on screen. Mm, but like, um... feminism. <laughs> and then oh, I Finally. also I also wrote in my notes in all caps: white people dancing so painful. There's a yes. like all the oh, dance. God, there's, there's some really like, bleak dancing. It's horrendous. <laughs> bleak is such a perfect word. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise, I say we, we rate the movie. We have a rating scale okay, of zero to five oh, nipples because we're so oh, that is edgy. Body yeah, that forward. Is forward. Body forward. <laughs> Not body backwards. Body <laughs> forward. You guys are in favor of uh, having bodies. Bodies. Having their, yeah. I love having a body. We're really Me all too. about the body I was so agenda. tired. I hated just being like Out a of cloud body? of like a theor- <laughs> just like a, a floating consciousness. Honestly, though, that does sound like my ideal. <laughs> Would be nice. Love to just float. Yeah, that does sound pretty nice. All right. Um, I give it a... a I love this movie. I think it's terrific. It's so well written. Uh, but in terms of its treatment of its female characters, Rita is good and she's a pretty well developed character, but just because there's so, she's like the love interest and that's pretty much all she is. And then there's just like not many other women for her to talk to or hang out with. I'm going to give it like a two, I guess. Well, harsh. It feels harsh. harsh. It does. I know because I, I would like otherwise I give this movie five out of five because I love it so much. Right, right. Rewatchability, but, five out of five. T- yeah. Oh, totally. But, but of its treatment of women, you're yeah. probably Not, right with a two. Yeah. Just because he's such a disaster. He is a and he's him and the him and the manipulative with the with the yeah, high school lady. That is yeah. very manipulative. It's creep factor. He nine, also tries man. it or on 11. on Rita for a while. Right. And that yeah. Doesn't. I mean the yeah. It's. And who else? Who who knows who else he slept through right. like the whole Those town? Those are just the yeah. things we saw on screen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it three because he does end up completely changing himself for a woman. He does. <laughs> that, oh my I god, I didn't even think about that. respect someone's willingness to do that. Yeah. That's true. He did put in the put in the time. He could put have become he could have been the devil. He could have spent like 10,000 forever days just mm-hmm. just deciding that he was going to rape every person in that town Whoa. or deciding that he was going to kill every person I wonder once. It now has five nipples. <laughs> did, he do, did he only do it out of necessity because he's like, well, I got nothing else to do with my time. I better just become a nice person. Or did he do it because... I he think he actually, did it. I think he actually changed because remember when he was sitting with her and he said, "I'm not God, but I'm not the God. I'm a God." Oh, yeah. yeah. And at that point, you're like, "Well, you could be a good God or you could be a bad God." And mm-hmm. he chose to be a good God. Yeah, and I think like he was taking enough ple- like actual genuine pleasure in the activities he was doing after a while that I was like, "Oh, it seems like he's actually happy to be there." Yeah. So, anyways, I would encourage anyone to do that uh, for any to of change us. Your, to change every, if you're a douchebag guy, change everything about yourself <laughs> for a woman. <laughs> exactly. You can yeah. email us at the Bechtelcast at Gmail if you want to go on a date after you've changed yourself. Yeah, make sure you're totally that. different. Yeah. From <laughs> do yeah. Do not. Like they're listening to this because they're douchebags. They're like, wait, I'm bad. <laughs> I, think you're, I better fix myself. This is going to work. I love this podcast, by the way. Oh, I love like so the minutiae of a movie. I love the minutiae. We loved having you. And sorry, Jamie, that you missed about half of it. I'm sorry that I was... (laughs) You can go back and listen to the idea for the Titanic, the TV show. Oh, Oh, yeah. You'd love it. I'm very excited. Um... Anyway, Jackie, thanks so much for yeah, being here. Oh, you. do you have? A, do you want to rate it on a nipple scale? Yes. I think I'm going to go two and a half. I yeah. chose two. Right. You went three. I'm going to go right in the middle because I'm cool. pandering. Uh, <laughs> no, because I, I uh, but I, I know what you're saying because he did change, mm-hmm. and yet um, th- his initial the the treatment of of it makes me think that um, that Harold Ramis is probably and wow, nobody wants to hear a middle aged white lady say this word uh, is not entirely woke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like on his way, but he's not there. Yeah, not completely. But who amongst us is? Yeah, first of all, I use the word woke, yeah. so it's not <laughs> always an error. Always an error with the co-opting. So uh, well, I love it. You hit the K. Oh yeah, so. I hit it. I hit it. Just and so. did you hear the silent uh? <laughs> I remember most of the '90s when I didn't understand what hood was, short for neighborhood. It turns out. Hey, Grandma, how's it going? Yeah. Jeebus. 
<laughs> well, thanks for being here. Uh, where can people find you online? Well, or people can find me uh, at, at all the at Jackie Cations in the world. Mm-hmm. Cation is spelled K-A-S-H-I-A-N. And then I have two podcasts. One is on this very network, the Nerdist Network. No, it we're is, not on the Nerdist one. Network. We oh, just reuse this studio. Don't tell anyone. Oh, no. Uh, Sort. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, uh, but it's called the Jackie and Lori Show. Yeah. And it's just Lori Kilmartin and I bitching about stand-up comedy, if you enjoy that. I That's highly nice. recommend it. It's such a good podcast. <laughs> and then the Dork Forest is on all things comedy uh, dot com mm-hmm. uh, their network and that is uh, Al Madrigal and Bill Burr's podcast network yeah. and it is uh, I just interview people about what they really really love like today I did an episode with a guy who um, loves motorcycles hey. and there I didn't go. I don't know anything about motorcycles my yeah. mom was killed on one uh, she actually fell off and then oh, died wow. but uh, that's that was supposed to be a laugh line. That's an interesting. It's, it's, it's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Possibly too soon. Uh, Forty years later. So, but uh, yeah. But it, anyway, dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com or familypetancestry.com because it made me laugh. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Well, you can also follow us at uh, Bechtelcast. You can on find I, you can find me on petfinder.com. <laughs> you can for, uh, look at my profile pet, on <laughs> Neopets. Do you remember that? Oh, Neopets. Don't sure. even get me started on Neopets. Uh, I yeah, I better not because we gotta go. I know, baby. Sorry. Also, hello and welcome to the Bechtelcast. This is Caitlin Durante. <laughs> um, nope, sorry that I keep doing that. Okay, uh, bye everyone. Yeah, bye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.